What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We're back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? Good to see you, Connor. It's been a while, hasn't it? it? We we didn't record on Monday. It was I outrageous. Feel- I feel dirty. I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs> well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> is it? Oh, good. We do a show on that day. Someone once said to me, um, isn't it mad how Weird News Wednesday always comes out on a Wednesday? And I just kind of looked and was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's by design. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do the alliteration for fucking Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do it. It'll be friend um, or fro, friend or foe Friday, which is very difficult to say. That's not great. That's not great. So, Sean, this is Weird News Wednesday. What do we do here? You've spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me. A man who, I'll be honest, I relaxed on Monday. I've been relaxing yeah. all week, Connor. I've not been looking at any news. You've been relaxing since October 2018. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not which wrong. Is That's the start of this show. <laughs> It's the, the and look, we were on the radio before that, and let's be honest, one of us <laughs> did more work than the other there. <laughs> the other one just kind of showed up with a bottle of Lucas Head or a Red Bull. Are we ready? Right, go on. <laughs> right, we'll get through it. So, but I walked. I did walk to the studio. To be fair, <laughs> you, did. you did. So, Sean, this is weird news, and we are starting this week with possibly the strangest scenario for a reality TV show I've ever seen, because. Okay. Sometimes a show, a, a story cannot be fully told until we fully delve into just the weirdness of what's happening here. Because I have Russian man trapped on Chinese reality TV show is finally voted out after three months. <laughs> I saw something about this. I didn't click on it. But isn't it like he, was, he wasn't meant to be on the show. But he was, like, filling in for someone, was that it? So, a Russian man who joined a bi-band competition show on Chinese TV on a whim quickly regretted his decision as he has finally been released from his ordeal after making it all the way to the final. So, Vladislav Ivanov, a 27-year-old part-time model, was working on the show Produce Camp 2021 as a translator... So he's working on the show as a translator because he can speak Mandarin when producers reportedly noticed his good looks (laughs) and asked him to sign up as a contestant. And he thought, this will be a funny story. I'll be on it for a week. And then I'm back to my gig translate. It's it's in and out. I'm over in China for the laugh, but I have to get home next week or the week after. So yeah, no, honestly, yeah, I'll I'll join up. <laughs> I'll try out for the laugh. Um, yeah. Um, so Ivanov told the program he had been asked if I'd like to try a new life, and he agreed, but quickly came to regret the decision as he was unable to leave on his own without breaching his contract and paying a fine. He instead begged viewers to send him home every (laughs) week and deliberately performed poorly in the hopes of being voted off. That's... I I love that he's begging people to leave and they still won't let him. 
<laughs> because if you're on a reality show and you say, please send me home, what is the one thing people will do? They're going to keep you in there until the day you die. Until it's the day the, you die. The same with like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, all those kind of shows. The more someone dislikes the experience, the more the general public are going to take all their frustrations out. It's very similar to school, where you just get by by being underco- subtle. Like, don't mention anything. If you dislike something, don't say it. And if you like something, say, that's grand. That's <laughs> you need to be... The, the, the primary thing you need to be on a reality show if you want to leave is not entertaining. And what's more entertaining than the person that doesn't want to be there? That's like, that's presumably the most conflict they've ever had on one of these shows. (laughs) Someone's like, I don't want to be in a boy band. It's like, if he will, if he won, does he have to be in that boy band forevermore? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, the program concept, which originated in Korea, pits young performers against each other to train and eventually form an 11 member international boy band. Too Chosen many. Too many. Too that's, many. A, that's a team, like. Right, so you have the bad boy, the good looking one, you've got the one that's a bit weird, the geeky one. The centre one. back, the midfield. The back, the midfield. We need a striker, a sweeper holding in the back. <laughs> They're, they're just forming a new football team. I mean, like, and then season two is like you get your subs in, you know? <laughs> no, you get a rival team and then you form a mean machine kind of game. I love it. I love it. Yeah, every match is the final because there's only two teams. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, we made it to the final, guys. Every year. Just, yeah, it's like... You're at least getting second place, so... So, Ivanov and his fellow contestants were sequestered in dorm rooms on an island, and their phones were also reportedly confiscated. So, what's happened is this name, is this man, is there as a translator, right? And Mm. one day they're like, sure, will you just try out? We just, you're a good looking lad. I mean, it'll fit well into the group. There's 11 of them. We only need really two singers. And the rest can just fucking mime. The, yeah, the rest are just like filler up until like the last week or so. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, really, Westlife has taught me you only need one or Bison or any of them. Bison, you, you didn't need, need any, to be fair. <laughs> and they had Ronan. They did have Ronan. Ronan, was, yeah, we'll, we'll give Ronan a pass because he's a lovely <laughs> lad. <laughs> and so you only need really three. So they're like, right, you're a model. So come on in. He's like, oh, no, I'm not a singer. Sure, it doesn't matter. It'll literally be a week, right? Just go in, try out, and they'll say no, and then you can go home. It's absolutely grand. But when he tries out, and he, they must have got him to sign something that if he goes through, he has to commit. Because oh, yeah, like he got the same contract everyone got. There was no yeah. like I'm doing you a favor contract. No, and so he was like, okay, grand, and he tries out, and they must have just put him through to the next round. And at that point, he's trapped. So he's stuck on an island and they bring him to an island amongst everybody else, take his phone away and say, you can't leave until you get voted off. Like his only communication with his family was through the show. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, save me, please. So he's using the name, stage name Lelush. Ivanov told viewers, don't love me, you'll get no results, and reported and repeatedly pleaded with people not to vote for him. His first song was a half-hearted Russian rap. 
<laughs> in stark contrast to the high pop energy of his competitors. So the first week he's like, I'm trying to get knocked out. He's going to do a half-hearted Russian rap and the, instead of a pop song. And then he said, please don't make me go to the finals. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go home, please. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the judges won't support me Well, the others want to get an A I want to get an F As it stands for freedom He told the news <laughs> <laughs> The thing about it is though Like he, He's he's even like In his attempts to You know Downplay it And make everyone hate him He's being more interesting Than any of the other Ten contestants Yeah like The, the other ten are just Good singers And they want to yeah. be there and they're good at pop, but this lad is like, look, he, he, he may be phoning it in, but he's doing a rap on a pop show. That's interesting. <laughs> like, it's like Jedward. Like, yeah, let's keep voting them in for the crack. Yeah, let's see what happens next. Like, Because mm. what, what's the one thing a reality TV show needs is, like, characters. Like, all, yeah. that's what they're begging for. All they want is different stereotypes or different characters and even better if they don't like each other fucking fantastic yeah and like if like uh, uh, and, and like the producer is just there like wringing their hands in the background because it's like oh here's this guy and he's a reluctant joiner but slowly over the course of the show he'll learn to love music and he'll have an arc and then he'll <laughs> perform and he'll sing his heart out that's what they were hoping for but what they got <laughs> was a, a miserable man just fucking wishing for death by the <laughs> end of it <laughs> Every week he's just like, shoot me. Somebody shoot me. I don't like this. So he's like, his please though, Sean, went unanswered. And he had to repeatedly keep going back to that island after every show and keep having his phone taken off of him as he was propelled through three months of competition and ten episodes. (laughs) Ridiculous. For three months, this man has been held captive. Like that, I think he is held against his will at that point, isn't he? <laughs> but he can't break the contract. When I, I think they're like, you can break the contract, but you have to pay a fine. And so maybe mm. he's a, maybe like he's a part-time model. So I'm assuming he's not loaded. Like so, if it's if it's like the fine is like a hundred grand, like. Okay, I'm just going to have to stay here forever. Yeah, and look, you could probably argue with that, like, oh, if it's prohibitively expensive, then it's, like, kidnapping. But mm. technically, he can leave at any time. <laughs> but really, he can't. A fan base which had taken to his grumpy anti-celebrity persona <laughs> urged each other to vote for him and let him basically overwork himself to tiredness. <laughs> Fucking hell. Thinking about it, though. Like, okay, whatever. Look, this guy and the suffering he's been through. Ridiculous. What about the guy who joined this show because he wants it? Yeah. And he come, if he came in second to the lad who was going to write the whole thing off by the end of it. Fucking Leona Lewis is standing there and they're going for fucking Jedward. <laughs> like, ah, Jedward has something about them though. Ah, I don't know what it is. A certain Genesequoi. <laughs> I can see them boys representing the lads in Eurovision. I can see it. Oh, yeah, I can see him doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> After making it all the way to the final, Ivanov grumpily ate a lemon on camera and said he hoped people would not support him again. 
I'm not kidding. He kept repeating, deadpan to the camera. I just, I'm fucking done, everyone. I stop <laughs> it. <laughs> um, he was eventually voted out in the final episode, which aired on this Saturday. And he said, I'm finally getting off work. I'm free. I'm free. I get to see my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the fucking... It's like a prisoner of war being released. Yes, yeah. it's they, they've nego- Bill Clinton has turned up to negotiate this man's release. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want to sing in a boy band. That should be allowed. <laughs> now me, I play the saxophone myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you want to bring me in? I can do a job for you. Bit of a silver fox thing going on. <laughs> Um, a Weibo hashtag related to his departure was viewed more than 180 million times and Jesus. was reposted more than 60,000 times, including included by the Russian embassy. And he said, and the Russian embassy said, "Congrats, have a good rest," which to me implies they're probably going to do something to him. I'm like, the thing. Oh, and here's the really fuck thing: is that like this man. He didn't want to be in the boy band. He didn't want to be this like celebrity. But now he's probably more fair. Like who? Tell me, Connor, who won that boy band competition show? I can't tell you. Nah, but this man, everyone has heard of this man. <laughs> His model career is going to fucking fly off. And that's the thing. He's going to be more successful than he ever dreamed of. So in a way, he's the real <laughs> winner. In all senses of the word. Apparently there was a full-on free Lelouch hashtag that was going on (laughs) to try and get him released from his contract. And um, state media began reporting on Ivanov's predicament about a week ago after a popular Russian blogger posted about the interpreter's unlikely run. It's not funny anymore. Let Vlad go home. (laughs) The first seven or eight weeks it was hilarious. But after three months this is getting out of hand this is you're taking the piss lads a little bit <laughs> these situations after getting away from us and i'll be honest with you i'm not okay with it <laughs> i like but like it was a week ago they picked it up he had just been shouting into a void for who knows how long <laughs> do you think he kept trying to swim away from the island I'd, I'd bet it crossed his mind. Like, maybe not to home, but to, like, the nearest landmass who would offer him amnesty. It was like he was on, like, the most secure prison in the world. And he has no phone, no way of contacting anyone, and there's just water everywhere, so he can't leave. It's it's like he was... Yeah, it's like he's an Alcatraz or something. <laughs> Um, Ivanov's story, which has gained him millions of viewers, has drawn accusations of being a publicity stunt, but his friend, um, had hi- who he had hired to chaperone and translate for his two Japanese clients on the show, oh, so his friend, executive Ivan Wang, had hired him originally to translate for two of his Japanese clients that were on the show, so he's like... Right. I need you to be their translator. They're on this reality show. He's like, great, fly me out. I'll do the translation. He yeah. gets flown out, and then he immediately gets thrown into this, and now he's just involved in it for three months of his life. But Ivan Wang, surely he can't be his friend anymore. Like, Sh- you're like, hardly going to... Yeah, you're not going to look at him and be like, thanks, Ivan, that was really sound to you. Yeah, th- thanks for this opportunity. I appreciate it. No... You, you, he is the one person who knew he'd be stuck there and he did nothing 
So he declined repeat. Oh, so he was on the island originally because he was a translator for two of the, the people on it. Yeah. And so he's on the island and he was just kind of bored on the island. And so he'd been there for a week or two and then eventually he declined repeated participation requests by the director of the show who kept saying, do you want to join in? Do you want to do, do a song? Do you want to do a... Give it a go. go on, go on, give it a go. Go on, give it a go. Go on, give it a go. And eventually, <laughs> apparently, he only said yes because he was slightly bored because there was nothing to do on the island. And so he had to say yes for like, he was probably there for a week. And he was slightly bored, and he was like, "Ah, yeah, sure, I'll do the show." Yeah, wh- three what's months the worst later, happened. <laughs> three months later, how bored was he after three more months? Like, yeah, without, and he didn't even have his phone at that point either. No, no, oh man, what what do you think of this man's story? Is he is he a hero, or is this a tragic case of boy bands gone too far? It's boy bands gone too far, but also you'd wake up every day and you'd just question what the fuck was going on. And you'd hate Simon Cowell. You'd, you'd oh, hate abs- him. Oh, and like there's definitely like they have the three judges who are just carbon copies of all the judges on all of the talent shows you've ever seen. And you have to fucking deal with these people day in, day out. <laughs> you know, they're all like, I didn't love it. Uh, no, I did I didn't like I it. I didn't like it. I loved it. But instead they're like, I didn't like it. It was a shit rap. You're fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't know why you're still here. <laughs> and he's like, I know. We want Send to go home. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want that story was fascinating, and I don't. I really want an interview with that man just to fe- know how he felt because he's a prisoner of war, technically. Yeah, he's definitely like an unwilling participant. Par- be- 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 participant mm, yeah. in boy band culture, which gets mm. mental, by the way. <laughs> Like, like this is a whole other thing but I've looked like, talk to Zane talk to oh Zane knows all about it but not like I, I'm I, I'm nervous to even mention it. can I just say we love BTS on this podcast big fans yeah. we big love fans it. two things we love and we'll never say a bad thing against BTS yeah. and 4chan <laughs> 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 to be honest with you yes I mean I'm just going to say yes for fear of repercussions There's but no, no repercussions both groups are entirely lovely Connor nobody can see but you're winking heavily don't, don't fucking say it <laughs> they're going to come for us Connor they're going to come for us um, so yeah I love um, what's your favourite BTS song oh <laughs> his eyes you forget I control the edit, Connor. <laughs> BTS song. I like Boy With Love. Do you love Boy With Love? I do. I do. That would have been all... my favourite as well. Ah, uh, really? You're not a, a fan of Life Goes On? Hate it. Terrible really? song. Man, um, look, <laughs> let me just say it'll take blood, sweat and tears to re- repair this relationship, Connor. This has to help our SEO. Like, people have <laughs> got to be clicking on this. Come on. We're about to get very big with the BTS fan base, I just feel it. <laughs> the biggest podcast of all time, because <laughs> we mentioned them for three minutes. It, it, it's that easy, everyone. Here are my top five tips to being a podcaster. <laughs> mention BTS. <laughs> Number two, mention BTS again, but a different song. Episode, th- or number three, be Irish. <laughs> mm, that's that's going to actually, that's going to help. That's Born. definitely going to help. Four and five are BTS again. 
<laughs> There's actually six. One is B, the second. Four is B, <laughs> fifth is T, and the sixth is S. That's all the needs have said. Um, so we're going to have to move on, Sean, eventually, because we talked about that man is a prisoner of war for too long. Um, for 20 minutes. <laughs> we're moving on to an airport story with a man trying to get through an airport with an unusual item on him. Okay, do, do I dare guess? Um, I mean, you can go for it, but I would guarantee you won't get it. Okay, is it? Can I ask one question first? Is it alive or not alive? Oh, that's a good question. Fuck, that's the best question. <laughs> um, alive. <laughs> alive. Okay, is it a penguin? Man arrested at airport after thirty-five birds intended for singing contests found in his clothing. <laughs> He was competing against the boy band, dude. Isn't that the most amazing headline? In 35 birds intended for singing. Was he just wearing a trench coat? <laughs> the biggest trench coat that I can only assume is so fucking loud that it's just... He's practically screaming walking around the airport. If there's one thing those birds are known for, it's their ability to sing, surely. Yeah. A man was arrested and charged with allegedly trying to smuggle 35 live finches in hair curlers from Guyana for singing contests in New York City, according to the police. What? In hair? Oh, okay. So, like, the little round things you wrap hair in. But yeah. To- Surely there's rules about transporting those. I mean, there has to be rules about transporting 35 birds at the one time. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, surely, like, if if, it, if it's a contest, surely there's a procedure for that. And it's mm. not just ca- as many as you can carry. <laughs> it's, he was no, he was bringing a choir. You don't realise, Sean, this is like a one-on-one singing competition. He was like, I'm bringing the whole choir. We're going to be unreal. It's a, it's an underground rap battle bird singing scenario. <laughs> and he needs a crew. No, there's, there's two singers and the rest are family and friends. The rest, yeah, the rest are like the posse that rolls up with you. Do you know how long the flight time from Guyana to New York is, by the way? Uh, I would say uh, 19 hours. Oh, yeah, oh, it's six hours and eight minutes. Never mind. <laughs> but it's still pretty long. <laughs> a rude comedy. I apologize. <laughs> you should have said. You should have just said an hour and be done. Twenty minutes. <laughs> Twenty minutes. No, Connor. That, it's six hours. But you see, when I say that, people think, "Jeez, he's terrible at geography." But I mean, you still are because you thought it was nineteen hours. No, I just went around twice. Went the opposite way. You, even still, you. <laughs> There's seven hours unaccounted for there, Connor. <laughs> yeah, you go around getting the birds. He started out with four when the flight started. He was going around assembling them. Oh, he had to. He had to get that big net out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin, <laughs> sir, just please sit down. I need one second now. I'm up to thirty-four. <laughs> one more, one more, and we have a full uh, orchestra. Full BTS. A full BTS. That's it. That's, um, it. That's the same amount of members in BTS, I think. Kevin Andre McKenzie, a 36-year-old resident of, Gui- uh, of Guyana, flew to John F. Kennedy International Airport 
um, on Monday, according to the complaint, where customs and border protection officers pulled him aside for an examination and found the birds. And Hardy said he was charged with unlawfully importing importing the finches into the into the country, which makes sense. But photographs show the tiny finches were stuffed inside hair rollers sealed with netting. And Hardy said they were attached to the inside of Mackenzie's jacket as well as the top of his shoes. So it was. It was in the trench coat. The top of the shoes is interesting because... How do you get away with that? Like, is he wearing, like, thigh highs or something? Like, there's a lot of top to work with. (laughs) I would say... Do they mean top as in, like, just where your sock meets it? Or do they mean top as in, like, where your toes are? Oh, it's got to be, like, ankle area, right? Because... Yeah, if I think it must toes, be. If it's on your toes, you're you're definitely getting found out. 100%, unless you're like, oh, I'm wearing clogs. Oh, that's... Actually, if you're smuggling finches, the dream combo is, like, clogs and, like, flared jeans. Because... <laughs> You're just, you, you can pack a whole fucking aviary in there. Nobody's going to talk to the chap walking around in clogs and fair jeans. No, Absolutely yeah. nobody. No one's questioning that, but the beauty about and when clogs... He walks, and when he walks past the fucking singing that does go on out of his trousers, what the fuck's going on there? I don't know, man. He's probably on a load of drugs. Well, to be fair, it does paint a magical picture, this man in clogs with singing birds following him everywhere. Kind of a Snow White scenario, if you think about it. <laughs> I, I have the idea of you walking into the airport and he just puts both of his arms out and all the birds just attack. <laughs> it's like a John Woo movie, like it's all slow motion suddenly. <laughs> um, what do you think of this man's plan to try and stuff 35 birds into his coat and try and somehow get them through airport security? It was a little bit bird-brained, Connor, if you oh, ask me. very good. Very Thank good. You. Thank you. No, no, it's fucking dumb though. Uh, he's when is, when has a story like this ever gone well though? Like they always find the animal. You like you can't smuggle an animal. You have to walk through an X-ray. Yeah, that that is true. But this is a very. I think this is a deleted episode of Glee. I I I'll be honest, Connor. I don't know enough about Glee to even know that. Re- I don't get it. What they're what? just they're always in singing contests. It was it was a bit of a funny gag, Sean. It was, was dumb. It? Was it now? But it, it was, was it a bit funny, of a, Connor? Well, look, some of us would have watched a 2011 classic Glee. I didn't. I, I'm afraid I didn't. I was. I wasn't fun enough. I suppose. <laughs> you a, never a trait that fun. continues. <laughs> There's no way you're telling me you were cool in 2011. I, I'm not I, having that. What age was I in 2011? No, I wasn't uh, cool. <laughs> probably seven or something. Pro- yeah, I, I, I can't even do that maths. But no, I de- I'll be honest, Connor. You could ask me at any point in my life, was I cool? And the answer is no. So, do you want to know more about the competition, by the way? Oh, yeah. What, like, please tell me it's, like, for children or something. And he just got the wrong end of the story. So, one crew turns up. And they start singing, and then another crew comes down a different lane, and then they start singing. Like it's like Glee. three on three. It's very, very cynically. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, investigated fo- the investigation found that these types of birds are often entered into singing contests in the Brooklyn and Queens neighborhoods of New York, according to Catherine McCabe, a special agent for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. A special agent. Special agent. Um, How many dolphins are you 
hitman. Like, how, are you arrested a year? That's the question. Yeah, how do you put an eel in handcuffs? <laughs> All right, you come with us. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Um, boss, this is a fucking octopus. Get the fucking cuffs. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a, it's a good image, Connor. <laughs> Thanks. It's better than Glee. In such contests, <laughs> often conducted in public areas like parks, two finches sing, and a judge selects the bird determined to have the best voice. <laughs> Who's this judge? How do you become a judge? How, yeah, how do you work your way... How do you become a, a, a referee in anything, by the way? like um, Well, a referee in sport, you train. As a referee? Yeah. All right, so... Okay, now I just have further questions. Because who Go teaches on. you to judge between two bird calls? That's, a, all, that's, you know, that's an interesting question. Surely all of nature is magic. So my logic would be that it's like a mantle passed down from like father to son kind of scenario. Where like back I, in the, I, I was going to say, like, who's the one person that would know enough... To be able to judge, that would be David Attenborough. It would be David but Attenborough, yeah. <laughs> David Attenborough is too nice, and I don't think he would choose one bird and say it's better than another bird. I think he's a, he's on the same level as all birds are great. That yeah, he just likes birds. But <laughs> if there Does. were to be, who's the natural like competitor to David Attenborough in terms of personality? Piers Morgan. Hitler. <laughs> 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 Dave Denver is the nicest man that's ever lived And I was trying to go the opposite I mean you're not far off honestly um, <laughs> Did you say Piers Morgan? I did yeah <laughs> That's pretty close actually Glad to be that fair. landed actually yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good uh, or, or someone who just has an innate knowledge of birds um, mm. Eddie the Eagle perhaps Eddie the Eagle played by Taron Edgerton yes Taron Edgerton could judge this bird competition, I think. What if they got in Simon Cowell or Russian Man from... So he came straight from the reality TV show to this? Because of his experience as a translator, mm-hmm. he has a very adept ear to these kind of things. <laughs> Many who attend the singing contest wager on the birds. A finch who wins these competitions becomes valuable and can sell for more than $10,000. What? What? What's the, like, stud price for a finch is $10,000? I mean, if they win the singing competitions, obviously. But if, what, oh, do I dare ask what happens if they come, like, if they're, like, in the first round, they get eliminated? They probably start entering, like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here three years later just to get a bit more name recognition. Suppose, but you really yeah. want to, if you, if you get far enough, you can carry it through. But you want to come second or third so you don't get stuck with that contract. That Yeah, the second or third. And then give yourself a little while. Then your career starts to take off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a finch. <laughs> like a finch. Who organised a singing competition for birds? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where, where is the forum that this is organised? Because this man is coming from Guyana. To go to the world championship, how do you, like is there a local the qualifier? Is there a local qualifier that then leads on to like a nation, a regional, thing? Re- a regional, no, a regional, local, regional? This is actually sounded more like Glee by the minute. They were always competing for some fucking regional. Regionals always. We've got up. that big singing competition next week, guys. Don't you remember for the season finale? 
oh no we all forgot about it at the same time <laughs> I didn't watch Glee but I assume that happened that normally happened um, but so you gotta start off local then you move up to the regional then you move up to the nationwide and then yeah. you get good enough you go to the Olympics that uh, Olympics yeah and then of course there's like the, the Europa League that of yeah. Finch singing uh, <laughs> leading on to every four years there's the Finch singing um, world birdcage world birdcage and all the coaches are all there just like talking them up this is your time right this is your fucking time man have you been drinking the alcohol you know that fucking makes your voice scratchy do you have your lemon in your water because you're going in here now David Attenborough is judging he's a tough one he's a tough judge a further question so I like I I know we're going in on this story a bit but how do you do you train the finch to sing or do you hope do you breed for like the best singing finch I think you have to kind of hope. You can't really give it like a singing book and hope for the best. No, you're not teaching it or me, like. No, like you're not going. Yeah, you're not going through the scales. No, I, I no. think it's a case of you're just kind of like just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what six. Were you about to say winging it? Um, <laughs> no, but I should have. <laughs> so you, you say it. I'll edit it in. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, it'll be so funny. <laughs> um, so he apparently said that he was he was offered three grand to smuggle the birds in. Mackenzie was. And Who he was offered given, this? <laughs> who's given this man three grand to get some birds into New York for a weird bird competition? Can. What happens when you get into New York? Like, does he get to the hotel and just release them all? Because they have to practice, surely. Yeah, but a lot of them, it's a long flight. You need to have a rest. Uh, yeah, but they're used to flying. Yeah but, yeah, but you might go have a... Yeah, actually. They could have gotten there themselves. There was no need for the tickets. Like, get a ferry and just fucking let them follow. <laughs> I think that's Pokemon. Actually, yeah. I think we need to move on from this story because <laughs> we've started with two stories that have blown our minds and now we're just kind of like we're having to spend a half an hour on just these two I know we just we get bogged down in logistics on these stories sometimes <laughs> there's a singing competition for birds Sean that's mad that's that's the most capitalist thing I've ever heard they'll do anything to get some bit of money in Um, we're going to that Europa League next year guys (laughs) oh no he's not going to make it he's after injuring his metatarsal he can't go he can't sing with a broken beak (laughs) he gets his jaw wired shut (laughs) he's like (laughs) through a straw eating all his food (laughs) Um, okay we're going to move on to a small story Sean that involves you looking up a video Oh, now, right. this isn't good for any sort of audio platform, but this is one of those weird stories that has just, like, shocked me. Because in Brazil, a certain thing has happened that is just a bit mad. That is, swimming pool crashes into car park, right? Sorry. Now, that's a sentence, but what I'm about to say is, do you know those swimming pools that are glass... And have the ground underneath it. So they're on like a higher floor. And you have the glass so you can see underneath it. Yes, I do. A full swimming pool of that size was not properly maintained and inserted in. And there was a slight hole, Sean. 
and that slight hole turned into a massive gaping gap as many gallons of water came through into a car park. Okay, I'm, I have a... Oh, it's all of a sudden... Oh. <laughs> I knew this would get you. <laughs> hey, that happens in the space of about a second. Imagine being the janitor for this car park. No, I'm, well, the floor is clean, surely. Like, the, forever Very now. clean. But very imagine clean. being the guy who built the swimming pool. Oh, like... It's properly flooded. Like, the car is floating. That's... Uh, please, everyone, look that up, because it looks like some kind of VFX magic tricks. Like, and now the water's gone. But it's... Oh. I'm baffled. So what what happened is in Brazil, right? Mm. The size of the pool, Sean, is seventy five feet long. Oh, okay. How, how, how much deep water? Is... Yeah, how much water can you get to seventy five feet of pool? Uh, oh, they have to. They has to be mentioned in an article somewhere, doesn't it? <laughs> it the just says gallons. <laughs> gallons, gallons upon. I'm, I'm assuming more than one gallon. Um, a CCTV footage of the whole incident surfaced online, which is why we know, and confirmed that there were no injuries reported, and no vehicles were damaged in the collapse, which is very weird. That's, yeah, I would have thought there would at least be some, I don't know, water damage, but I guess there was no convertibles down there. So apparently the Brazilian media outlet, um, according to them, the building was constructed by Agro, which also paid for the residents' stay. According to the newspaper, the pool was temporarily shut down for a short period of time, uh, a short period of three months last year, due to a slight leak. So they got somebody in to fix it, John. Oh, God. and for three months it was grants. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened was... Like, when you think about it, imagine one of those swimming pools in, like, those infinity pools. Yeah. Like, extending out on skyscrapers that are, like, a hundred floors up. And it, that's fucked, because, the like, first of all, the effort to get the water in there in the first place is ridiculous. Mm. But then, I can't believe it. Like, what's the... Barrier between the roof of the car park and the floor of the swimming pool. I mean, I'm assuming it would have to be quite ha- like quite a lot, but I mean, there's probably about what someone has said. There's probably 100 tons of water <laughs> in the pool. Oh no! But so it would have to be thicker than like 10 millimeters of slab. That's what I th- yeah. Like it's not just like a, a couple of sheets of plywood holding that in. It's like there's steel and concrete and everything, surely. Yeah. And one leak. How how big of a repair was there needed that the whole thing fell out? Imagine being that guy who, oh my God. who repaired it. And he's like, boss, I absolutely nailed that. That pool is not going fucking anywhere. Absolutely fine, so this. Yeah, and then, like, went about the rest of it. Like, he's probably fixed other pools within that three-month period. Yeah, and you ju- the, the confidence is ruined. The confidence is now, like, are all the other pools going to collapse? Now he's waiting for the next call. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he gets that call, the pool collapsed into the car park in that Brazilian car park, the one that you did a few weeks ago, and he's just like, 
What do you mean collapse? Like a slight leak? No, no, no. no. Like the bottom fell out of the 75 foot pool. It's a skylight in- now. <laughs> it's a skylight into the next floor, which is not good. No, it's not ideal. It's And it looks like a lovely pool to start with, do you know, but now it's ruined. I I just that video is so funny that like having to explain that to his boss just made me giggle that the idea of like he's coming in like I didn't know man I mean I thought it was fine I actually look, thought I did a good job yeah look grand to me <laughs> a few bits of blue tack I had in front uh, just over the hole do you ever see those ads with the really strong tape and they like yeah. slap it on the hole that's what he did he was like perfect <laughs> perfect uh, yeah. Easy day, I'm going home early. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. This also, I'm looking at the CCTV. This happened at 10 o'clock at night as well. Yeah. So, like, okay, luckily there was no one in the garage. Imagine if you were in the pool. Oh, my God. Imagine. You'd be dead, surely. You, you'd have to be dead or your legs would be broken if you're swimming and it just collapses from within. Uh, yeah, and you're suddenly now downstairs. Like... <laughs> That's You've ridiculous. lost a story. I think. Why would you? I mean, I guess like build the pool over the car park. That makes sense. But they're like they're cutting it fucking close ceiling wise. Then aren't they? Very, very, very <laughs> close. Too close, really. Too close. I'll give it an extra foot of material. It's not going to hurt wants you. To, who wants to be in a pool going? That, now look down there. There's the car park. <laughs> wow. Great fun, lads. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of weird news and I have a police chase not just any police chase I have a police chase on a narrow boat in Leicester for 8 miles because I have man arrested after 4 mile per hour police chase on a boat in Leicester's Grand Union Canal for 8 miles Okay, so 4 mile an hour he travelled 8 miles that chase went on for 2 hours Connor 2 hours (laughs) <laughs> a man has been arrested after police chased his four miles per hour top speed narrowboat for eight miles. Top speed is four, so it could have oh, been longer. Yeah, like that's that's putting a lot of strain on the engine there to be top speed for two hours. Wait till you hear the saddest line in his story is an officer patiently followed the boat on his bike <laughs> along the canal. <laughs> he... W- this is a, a classic land versus water race. <laughs> just, you could literally just walk alongside him as he's going along. Just Yeah, just, and it's like, here, stop it now. Come on, just, pull over. And literally, you can't get out. Like, it's a canal. You're going to have to stop at some stage, sir. We if, know you committed a crime. You, like, you, you, look, you'll either stop or you'll get to the open ocean. And neither of us want that. <laughs> and you'll survive neither of them. <laughs> um, the 37-year-old was arrested on suspicion of uh, breaching a restraining order. The pursuing officer tweeted yesterday, For 15 years I've been trying to tick off a water-based pursuit in landlocked Leicester, and today I've ticked it off. We waited until he was out of the boat and at lock 37 on the Grand Union Canal when the trap was sprung by my colleagues lying in wait in the undergrowth nearby. Right, so they set off the explosive and suddenly the whole day opened up. So I think this is literally, this man's on his bike 
cycling beside the boat at this boat and he's just like rigging ahead. Yeah, there's a gate that's like two miles down the road. He's going to have to eventually go through that because there's no other way that he can go. Just lie in the grass and when he gets out to open it, we tackle him. Is everybody clear? Yes, and look, if, if lethal force is authorised, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Do you think it was like the boat chase in um, a James Bond film, or is it just strictly the worst boat, the worst police chase we've ever had? I think it's yeah, because it's not even like it was. I think this would be more interesting if it was like narrow boat against narrow boat. But narrow boat against bicycle, it's just sad. Because you're, where are you going to go? Like, it's not like there's an alley you can duck into. You're on no. a canal. You can't get the boat repainted halfway through. Yeah, you're not switching out rides like during that. Now, if you can, all the better. And I'd yeah. like to see it. But it didn't happen this time. What you need is a different boat going the other way, but like just enough room that you can pass by each other. And then, like, when the officer looks away, leap onto the other boat and go back the other way. Yeah, and, like, if you can somehow switch clothes with the person on the other boat, mm. even better. Brick on the, a brick on the accelerator of the boat. It's very similar to that Father Ted episode with the milk Very clothes. similar. Very similar. <laughs> Officers obtained a direction of travel for the boat when they found out his whereabouts. and But when they arrived, it had since left. So they're like, oh, we just got away. But then they were like, oh, he's on a narrow boat. And an officer who was on a bicycle set upon following the river's route because there was nowhere else he could go. Fair play to your man on the bike, by the way. Just f- cycling along for two hours. Do you think he, like, he got tired of pedalling and just walked with the bike for a little while? Oh, yeah, he was carrying the bike faster than the <laughs> boat. It's a little fold-away one. He had a brisk jog going. <laughs> He's just doing a, bit, a few exercises on the side. He's actually doing a Sudoku as he was walking along beside him. <laughs> he's, he's, he goes in, gets like an ice cream, comes back. <laughs> he's like, do you want one? Jan, Jan, do you want an ice cream? I'm going in for a 99 here. Flake. We've gotten to know oh, each geez. other over these last 45 minutes, John. <laughs> They're just chatting. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, I'm, I, look, we love narrow boats on this show. We love barges, all kinds of canal-based watercraft. But I don't. It's not the chase vehicle of choice. It's it's like it's not the James Bond speedboat kind of scenario. No, it's definitely not. Definitely not. Um, okay, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of weird news, Sean. And I have an elderly couple who I think this is pretty cool. This is quite James Bond because I have elderly couple uses military Morse code training to escape Tennessee assisted living facility. <laughs> Breakout. I love it. <laughs> they listened and listened until the beeps and boops finally made sense and then it was time to go. <laughs> what? Who was signalling them? A, a husband and wife briefly escaped from a secure unit and assisted living facility in Lebanon last month by using military experience with Morse code to decipher and memorise the code to an ele- electronic door lock, according to the documents. What? The couple, who are not identified in the state records, 
they went missing from Elcraft um, for about 30 minutes before a stranger found them walking down the road two blocks from the facility, according to the documents. Once back at the Elmcroft, staff were curious about how the couple had escaped from the facility's memory unit, which is secured by a locked door with an electronic keypad, documents state. The man said he previously worked with Morse code in the military and was able to use this experience to learn the door code by listening as staff punched numbers into the keypad. Jeez, that's... That's impressive. Fair play to him. Isn't it like the biggest like breakout of all? Th- it's just like he's not even watching. He's just listening to the beeps, and he's like, "Oh, a five makes that beep. Oh, a six makes that beep. Okay." And then he's just learning the beeps off. How did he differentiate between the numbers, though? Unless he, they were like, were they watching him do it at the same time or what? No, he he must have just been listening. Okay, fair enough. Because he worked in the military. Worked in the military, yeah. So he has, a, he has that sensitive Morse code ear. Uh, I, for, for a minute there, I thought that like to get through the door, you had to type out like open in Morse code or something like that. No, is it? No, it's like, it's one of those one to nine keep things. But what's happened is every time they press the button, it like does a boot beep or something. And like each number has a different beep. Yeah. So he just learned off the beeps until he recognised which numbers they were doing. See, this is brilliant because they got a story out of it, but now also they have to change all the locks in the whole fucking place. All of them. And also they're going to have to try and put like proper locks on it as well. Not just like button locks. Which I would say they are proper locks, but now they have to change it to like just generally key in a, in a lock kind of doors. Oh, I'm thinking like big chain and like a comically <laughs> big lock. And yeah. then... You open that and then there's two fucking like eye scanners that you have to do either side of the thing. <laughs> it's in the modes. Yes. Like the, big, the big gun pops down and points out and guessed. <laughs> exactly. That's what they need in this assisted living facility. So as a result of this, the escape, the actual home itself was fined for allowing them out. The assisted living facility told state regular, regulators it would prevent similar incidents by checking on residents more frequently and scheduling the man who escaped for walking time outside the facility. So he's at for getting walking time I would try to make this breakout. So he's you know he got what he wanted he got a little stroll around. Yeah I, I think that's kind of like that's a proper just breakout story that he worked in the military and everyone's like oh he's just an old guy well he doesn't know what the fuck's going on and this guy's just sitting there learning beeps as he's like doing fucking chess. Yeah he's got a very particular set of skills and he's, <laughs> he's very capable of using them. And it makes him a nightmare for people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so our next story involves McDonald's, Sean. We're going to have to move on. um, Because I have McDonald's robber demands chicken nuggets has to accept breakfast food because it was still too early. (laughs) They're not in the fryer yet. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's really is strict about what time lunch starts. A man has been jailed for robbing a McDonald's in England and making off with not only some cash, but also food. Unfortunately for him, not only did he get caught, but he also wasn't even able to get the meal he was hoping for at the time of the robbery. 
Rudy Batten pled guilty to robbing a McDonald's last week. According to the news outlet, Batten claimed to have a gun and demanded money from the register and forced the manager to give him access to the store safe. On his way out, Batten reportedly demanded some of the fast food franchise's famous chicken nuggets. Unfortunately for him, it was still too early in the day, and the restaurant was only serving items from its breakfast menu. <laughs> Who had to have that conversation with him? Like, because you like as soon as he says it, you know, I'm gonna have to gonna have to address this, and presumably they get this all the time anyway when they're not being robbed. But yeah, to to have to say sorry, that menu isn't available yet. To the guy with the gun. To the guy with the gun. Now, look. We have a couple of rules about robbery on this show. The first one, all is do it early in the morning so that the staff Everyone get gets a day, day off. off. Everyone, Everyone gets, gets a day, day off. off. You're not expected to work after that. Um, so <laughs> fair play to him, sticking to that rule. I would not order food anywhere I was robbed. If I were to be a burgling man, um, mm. I, I would not be a burgerling man. <laughs> well done. Is he the hamburglar if they gave him a burger? <laughs> Did, does it say what he got away with? Because it is so, the morning, so it's like an egg McBuffin apparently, or something. Apparently, he was unwilling to wait for some nuggets to be cooked until lunchtime. So he's like, give me the nuggets, sir. We only serve breakfast. Oh, fuck it. Um, so All he right. made off. He made off. He's just like, he's just then squinted at the screens. All right, yeah. what the fuck do I want? Uh, oh, um it's too fucking early for that. Now, do I want the coffee? No, it's... No, I don't really want the day. coffee. I'll be buzzing all day. I won't be able to sleep tonight if I have it now. Um, just give me a double sausage McMuffin and call the fucking day, right? Be grand. <laughs> so, like... I Okay, first of all, what's your McDonald's breakfast order? If you were to get it. I know you're not a big McDonald's man. Um, Sean, we've had this conversation that I haven't had McDonald's since maybe 2014. So That's fair. I, I had a McFlurry before. I, I, I would have a, I had a McFlurry a few times, but in terms of breakfast, I don't know. Maybe a McMuffin? I'm okay. going to go with that because that seems to be the popular option. That's a standard option. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I like a hash brown myself. Hash brown? Just one hash brown? I'll just, I'll just eat a hash brown. Some people, like I know people that they don't like hash browns. Anytime we go for McDonald's breakfast, I get two hash browns. That's good. That's good, good stuff. I'm see. I would be a man for. I mean, it's very cliche. Breakfast roll. Give me sausages, rashers, oh, lot of ketchup, absolutely. hash browns. Stock it all up. Give have it you ever me. had? Have you ever had egg in a breakfast roll? I have. It's unreal. It changed your fucking life, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not my life. <laughs> no, Connor. It's great. <laughs> Your eyes lit up like the the eyes of a man who had found the answer to all of life's problems. Egg and a breakfast what like what's egg and not a to love? Surely an egg and a breakfast roll or a breakfast roll in general is better than whatever McDonald's is putting out. Oh yeah, like definitely. I I don't know what it is. I, like a breakfast roll. Look, this is a very Irish conversation. A breakfast roll from like Spar or Centra, excellent. Like. Like it's always gonna be filling, whereas McDonald's breakfast, it just feels like oh this this came out of like a freezer four minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was deep fried, and now it's in me. <laughs> now it's in me, and here I am on my third hash brown, not questioning things. <laughs> so he reportedly stole more than six hundred dollars from the restaurant. He was reportedly identified by CCTV cameras, as he was not wearing any mask, and decided that he would just go in as himself. <laughs> 
he wants everyone to know who did it. This is the start of his criminal career. <laughs> it's me. I'm the big dog in these streets now. Oh no, I've been caught. I'm the Mayor McCheese around here. <laughs> I'm the Burger King. Shit. Wrong oh, fucking fuck. place. <laughs> um, it was discovered also that not only was he then not wearing a mask, he also was not even using a gun, as it was actually an air pistol he was walking around with instead of a gun, and so he committed this robbery. I feel like it was a bit of a scatter job at the last minute. Yeah, I don't know why you would target the McDonald's of all places. Like, surely there's... I'm not, Look, I'm not going to give a tier list on best places to burgle, uh, mm. but I don't think... But if you I were mean, to... Ah, if I were to, look... The hmm. bank high risk high reward <laughs> high risk high reward I think you want to match that risk to the reward there's no point in doing a robbery if you're getting like a 500 pounds yeah like if if, if if you're if you're going in go all in I'm like, going Ocean's Eleven or I'm not going for the robbery yeah like bank casino Fort Knox <laughs> all of these are excellent choices <laughs> Oh, you want to rob a small time bag for a grand? No, I'll actually just go to work for a few months. I'll just get it all in, whatever money we need, and we might even get some bonuses. I'd rather do that oh, than God, try and do that. insurance as well. Yes, very good. Like, I, I still feel like I'm robbing them, lads. <laughs> I rob them every day, so I do. But the fact that it's just like... Yeah, I'll rob the McDonald's. That's where all the money is. I feel like you've gone wrong immediately. Yeah, I feel like... I, I think that man was just hungry. Like, never shop on an empty stomach. Never go for a burglary. Because you're just going to take the first fast food item you see. Yeah, and especially because if you're hungry on the... You might, he might have even gotten away with it more if he hadn't stopped for 20 minutes to get a McMuffin. That's true, yeah. And like, if he asked for it like without cheese or something like that, and they had to make it fresh for ah, oh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but surely that would be good to have them make it fresh at McDonald's. Yeah, but they, they, a time sensitive Connor. It's a burglary he's doing or a robbery. Oh, yeah, I'm not sorry. sure which. <laughs> I was just thinking of orders. <laughs> you, I forgot what we were talking about. You were saying how fast food works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Sean, I actually think that might be it for this week's weird news. What a week of weird news. We went we went heavy on the logistics on a couple of stories there. Yeah. And the rest of them, I think we were planning a robbery. So. I think we might were planning, but I wasn't, we're not planning just any old robbery. We're planning casinos and banks. Oh, like you're hitting the casino, I'm hitting the bank, same time. I'm, I'm thinking money heist kind of style. Oh, I like it. I like mm. it. Um, who are you in money heist? Um, have you seen money heist? Yeah. Oh my god! Um, who am I? Who am I? Um, am I? Oh, what's the guy with the weird laugh? Um, Jimmy Carr. No, <laughs> Jimmy Carr. <laughs> Fuck! He's going out with um Helsinki, or no, Oslo and Helsinki are the two big guys. Sorry, Connor. I was thinking of um American just Hustle. <laughs> you just think of American Hustle. Oh, that's different. That's a different show. It's a different show, sorry. Money Heist looks interesting, though. I might give that a go. It's in Spanish, but you get some subtitles in it's a good show. You've told me to watch this. You said it's... A, okay, fair enough, okay. You could actually also... Um, they did an overdub, so you could just watch the dubbed version as well. That's pretty good. Okay, well, if it's pretty good, but I might give it the, the authentic experience, you know? See, <laughs> <laughs> si. 
Um, (laughs) Sean, would you like to take us out, please? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back Friday with Hero or Zero. Next Monday, we will be back with Movie Mondays. And next Wednesday, another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on the old Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. And of course, a special thank you has to go out to all of our lovely patrons over there. So thank you to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth. LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe RateMyHemsworth.com, click rate, click Luke, refresh, repeat, never give up, Hickok didn't, Bernie, Ray, good morning, that's a nice Tenetenba king, <laughs> <laughs> Roisin, oh this is difficult, Roisin Shrodoshin Ali, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, we we discussed Schrodinger's cat in depth last week, if you didn't hear that. Um, Ryan Satron Paint Evanson, Sean Bone Jamieson, Dominic Josiah Florida Galgreen, Anna Maureen has a fly, fry on Helmroos, and Lil Dicky fought a bear, and all I got was a giant croissant iguana McGrew. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's also, I feel one. like your your reflection of Bone isn't, isn't bored enough by Captain Hall standards. Oh, well, if I could get an example, Connor, maybe I would Go be on. better. No, no, sir. Sorry, no, I, I can only say that I need something from yourself, Sean. <laughs> I would never intrude on your Patreon name thing. Oh, well, look, if if don't question it if you're not willing to do it yourself, Connor. Okay, that's fair enough. I tried. I tried, everyone. <laughs> One week I'll really properly go for it. But at okay, the minute, fair enough. Um, I would just like to say thank you to everyone over there. There's also a link to our Spreadshirt page if you want to get some Heroes for Hire merch. Twitter, we're at Heroes for Hire Pod. The Facebook is Detective Dillman's Discussion Group. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. But the most important thing, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.